and welcome to this week's podcast from the Valley Project. I am Becky. I'm Mary. And today we're continuing with our uh, theme of I God can't use me, I'm too dot dot dot. You nearly forgot that then. Yeah, you? I did. Um, so yeah, so this week we're looking at God can't use me, I'm too doubtful, or I have too many doubts. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is our theme for today. Are you excited about this, Mary? Yeah. <laughs> you, sound, you sound very excited. I am excited about this, actually. <laughs> it's one that I found quite, like, tricky. I don't know why I just found it tricky looking into it. Is it because um, you don't have doubts, Ella? Because I found this really easy. That's like, this is me all over. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to say I don't have doubts because I do, but I think I think we talked a little bit about it in our choosing um, faith podcast. You know, it's not that I, I, I definitely do doubt things about God, but I kind of don't necessarily doubt God in Himself. Um, yeah. Much. Whereas I've definitely gone through life. Every every question has then had three thousand doubts attached <laughs> to it whenever it comes to God. So hopefully we'll be able to bring like two slightly different perspectives to it. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. So we're going to, um, as with all the other um, episodes in this series, we're going to focus on uh, a person in the Bible um, who can teach us about that. And we're going to, unsurprisingly, talk about the guy who's been named Doubting Thomas. I, like, I feel so sorry for this disciple. Because mm-hmm. bear in mind, like, Peter, Peter who hung out with Jesus like Thomas did and saw the amazing stuff that Jesus did, when Jesus is still alive, Peter, somebody just gives him, oh, do you, do you know, do you know uh, Jesus? And he's like, no, no, I don't know him. Three times he does that. Yeah. I feel like that is, like, we should be, like, calling him, like, reject Peter. Or Denial Peter. Denial, yeah, like, yeah. no, we nicknamed poor old Thomas for this, you know, I'll let yeah. you read it. But I just felt like it's a bit harsh. Yeah, well, so Thomas is one of the 12 disciples. Um, and he's mentioned a few times in the Bible. There's actually a point, I haven't got the verse in front of me, which is annoying, but he's mentioned, um, uh, he kind of, the, when the disciples are trying to persuade Jesus to, Jesus wants to go to, I think it's Bethany to see Lazarus, um, and the disciples are trying to persuade him not to, and, and Thomas is the one that speaks out, and he's like, hey, come on, like, yeah, do this. Um, so he's, he, he does seem to have a guy that, um, you know, he does have a bit of, uh, what's the word, a bit of like courage behind him. Yeah. Um, so that's the kind of, who Thomas is. Yeah, um, he's, he's not actually that mentioned that that many times. No. The only thing I really identify with him, I think, is because Thomas actually means the twin, or twin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a twin, so I feel like he's like my... But his twin is never mentioned. Well, Wendy has to mention my twin. Is that the twinless twin? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I feel like so I identify with him. His yeah. name means twin, and I'm a twin, and he doubts, and I've doubted all my life. Fair enough. We'll, we'll go with that. Yeah. So I'll um, just read uh, a little bit about Thomas. Um, so this is coming from John, it's reading from the NIV, coming from John uh, chapter 20 from verse 19. And a bit of context, Jesus has died, he's come back to life, and this is what, yeah. what happens. Yeah, that's quite important context yeah. actually, <laughs> otherwise none of this makes sense. Yeah, so yeah Jesus has, has come back. And watched him die on the cross, he's yeah. come back to life, and there we go. Yeah, so on the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now Thomas, one of the twelve, 
was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here, see my hands, reach out your hand and put it in my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My God, my Lord. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. I did notice how you swapped the my lord and my god over. I, I got the words the wrong way around. And I also noticed how you missed out when he says, now Thomas, also known as Didymus. You missed that out as well. Yeah. This isn't a, a reading comprehension. comprehension. <laughs> but, so, the first thing I want to point out in this, which is not super relevant or holy, is the line, um, and with that he breathed on them. How bizarre. Like, because I guess when I read this, I like you picture the scenes in your head, and I just pictured Jesus stood there, like, <sighs> yeah. But I think it's about it's a bit like you know, when Jesus, uh, when God created man and the mm-hmm. and woman, and they breathed on them to give them life, yeah. And like, we know, like, this is kind of like gonna have the um Pentecost and all that stuff's gonna happen, mm-hmm. and so this was kind of Jesus giving them his life. If I'd known you were gonna say that, I would have definitely read up around that because I know more information mm-hmm. than what I'm currently saying but mm-hmm. something about that I just think it's it's good sometimes to point out bits that you think that look strange because then you get answers like that which mm. helps you understand it so do you know what it reminds me of completely completely off topic if anyone's ever watched Doctor Who yeah and there's that bit in like it's Christopher Exxon era uh-huh. and there's a bit where he's like I give you air from my lungs and breathes over everybody that's what it reminds me of we <laughs> next time you eat this <laughs> Gotta think of Doctor Who breathing over Spaniards. I'm gonna I'm gonna draw us back in <laughs> We've gone we've gone too right. We have, we have. So that is the story of why Thomas is called Doubting Thomas. So Beck, is it okay as a Christian to have doubts? This is a good question. Uh, and the answer I used to give to this would have been no. Mm-hmm. If you're a good Christian, you've got faith, you don't doubt. Mm-hmm. Um uh, and this, I'm pretty sure, is why I failed a lot of the time of having any faith or well, feeling like I had faith. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, I think, it, take faith out for a moment. Take out God for a second. It's really natural to doubt. Mm-hmm. Like, and sometimes it can be good for you. and Sometimes it can be bad for you. So, like, sometimes, like, you can sit there and think, oh, I doubt I'm going to do well in my test this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I doubt I'm going to do very well in my driving theory. I should revise. And it motivates you to learn more. Mm-hmm. You know, like... We have doubts in ourselves. It can motivate us, us to do better, to do better by other people or whatever. So, so in some respects, doubt's not a ba- that isn't a bad side of doubt. The negative side of doubt can be when it's like, oh, you know, I doubt this friendship. I doubt whether this person likes me. I doubt, you know, and sometimes these doubts, again, can be positive that they can force you to be a better friend or get you to be a better friend. But equally, it can destroy friendships because you can spend the whole time worrying what mm-hmm. other people think of you. So, so... So doubt in itself is, is natural, and doubt in itself has good and bad points to it. And I think that also kind of applies when it comes to faith and doubt. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to see faith being the opposite of doubt. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, I, that's definitely changed in recent years, because I suddenly realised that actually, do you know what, I do have faith. My faith is a bit that's 
harder to change. It's the bit that's in me that I can't, the bit that I can't explain to people very well. You know, but why do you believe in that? It's just, just have faith. Um, but I also have doubts on the other side as well. There's, there's, I've always asked questions. I've always gone, in, in the past it used to be like, do I even, do I even believe in God? Do I even, you know, there used to be, but sometimes now it's like, is God a good God? Is God, you know, is it, and there's just days I ask it, do I actually believe that? Like, do I actually believe what I've read in the Bible? Do I believe what that looks, do I, do I actually believe that? So, to be a good Christian, is it bad to ask questions? No, I don't think it's bad. Mm. You know, actually, if we ask questions, that's where we get, we learn. Mm. And if you don't ever ask, how do you ever learn anything? If you never, you know, but I think some people who've got the deepest faith have the deepest doubts. Mm. You know, for some people who have kind of easily just believe, well, it's not a such a challenge. You don't have to ask those questions to know it. Whereas, you know, for some people, it's like, we've really, you've had to dig in. You've had to really trust God but you've also had to really kind of like ask those difficult questions and have those times of doubt mm. so can you be is a Christian in doubt yes you can be a Christian in doubt but I think the real question is how do you deal with doubt mm. because I think that defines what your faith looks like and that defines what you do mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. and I think like something that we can learn throughout the Bible and there are so many examples of it yeah and we'll touch on it, a few of them over the next kind of um, few episodes of this series but like doubt doesn't stop God from working or God from doing his thing I think that I think you'd be apart from Jesus I think pretty much every person in the Bible you look at has had a point where they go but God you can't I mean really we, we should have called this whole series on God you can't use that like, I doubt you can use me because because mm. everyone's got a reason why they doubt God they doubt God's even his goodness his existence or doubt his ability mm-hmm. like or doubt his promises. Like every every point of the way in the Bible, every, you can think of pretty much anyone, and they'll at some point have doubted or questioned God. Mm-hmm. And yet, we know that God uses them. Yeah, yeah. And and the fact that you know God knows us, and God knew Thomas, and he knew his heart, and Jesus knew his heart. And actually, when Jesus was you know appointing and picking his disciples, he would have known that it was within Thomas that he might have that doubt. Mm. But actually, Jesus still chose him still chose to, you know, this is a really, like, we're talking like 12, it's a really knit, tight-knit group, that, and Jesus chose him to be part of that, um, even though he had these doubts, like, that wasn't something that stopped Jesus from wanting to use him and work with him and, and like, invest in him. And we see, we see um, Jesus, an- like, answer that doubt, like, you could easily just not, he could just not said anything. Mm-hmm. He could have just gone, mm-hmm, if you say so. And how many times, well, I know for me, there's times that I've doubted stuff and I've not voiced that. Yeah. No one knows but me that I've had that doubt. Mm-hmm. But actually the fact that, that he said, you know, like, you know, the fact that he said it out loud, like, well, unless I see it. Mm-hmm. No, Jesus acted on that. Like, Jesus doesn't, Jesus kind of said, you, look, here's my hand. Mm-hmm. You know, and ultimately, what he does is he did the same to the disciples just, just before. Like, it wasn't like the other disciples just heard about it. Like, that's why I think it's always harsh on Thomas. Because it wasn't like the other disciples just got told and they believed. Now nah, they saw him as well. Yeah. They saw him, and then, and then, and then he just had trouble believing in it. Mm-hmm. You know, and it does go on to say about, you know, blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Like, mm-hmm. that is, and I, I do believe God gives people, like, um, like, as a gift of faith. Yeah. And some people get that, but some people do ask questions. But God doesn't say, 
you know, he says blessed are those who have not seen and, and have yet believed. But he doesn't say, but everybody else is cursed, you're going yeah. to hell, goodbye. Yeah. He says, you know, look, here's my scarf. Yeah. I mean, that also doesn't make you, your relationship with God any less. Yeah. It doesn't make, you know, th- yeah, that any less at all. Yeah. And what was the first thing that comes out of his, Thomas's mouth when, he's, when he sees it? He says, my Lord and my God. Yeah. He straight away can see who Jesus is. Mm. You know, so it wasn't like, and that doesn't come from somebody who has no faith. That comes from somebody who had doubted, yeah. but had faith. Yeah. So I guess, like, kind of along those lines of how do we deal with a doubt, but also like how can God help us with our doubt? Mm-hmm. It's something that like strikes me when reading this is that the thing that um, Jesus says when he sees them each time, the first thing he says is like, "Peace be with you," and it's like Jesus is offering in this is peace. Mm-hmm. And when you have doubts like that, it can be really. Um, like really difficult it can like really churn you up it can mm-hmm. make things like seem really like like really turmoil and, yeah. and and hard and so what Jesus is offering here is like you know you have these doubts but like I bring peace that is the first thing he brings when he sees them mm-hmm. is peace so and that is something we can absolutely pray for mm-hmm. because you know if you're having these doubts it there's sometimes you have to and again this is similar to what we've talked about before but it's about making a choice about what's the most important here and do you want, is it going to be your your doubt that you let rule or is it going to be your faith that you let rule? And what you might need to make that decision is just like, God, give me some peace over mm. this. You know, take away the, the how much this churns me up and, and, and let my faith rule. That doesn't necessarily mean I don't still have the doubts, but it's about kind of like how you're like, the, I guess like the lens in which you're viewing life and viewing your faith. You're viewing it through the eyes of like, God, I believe in you rather than the God, I doubt you. Mm. yeah I think as well like yeah I just I I really just think we have to stop seeing doubt and faith as being the opposites to each other Mm -hmm. because I think we put guilt on ourselves then yeah and actually you know your your faith isn't an emotional thing it isn't based on but actually it could be easy to see it like that as in you know, if you're having a good day, it's easy to be like, yeah, I believe in God. And if you're on a bad day, it's a lot harder to say that. Mm-hmm. You know, but actually, you know, it's, it's okay. It's okay to have days when you question God. Yeah. God's big enough to take it. Yeah. And, and the other side of it is, is actually, you really, you know, we've said, I think it's, it's similar to when we talked about choosing faith. Mm-hmm. But you do have a choice of what you do with it, that, um, that, those times of, those questions you know, they are the people do walk away from faith when they have doubts that happens you know so you've got that just choice really to be like well am I going to try and fight for this mm. or am I walking away from it mm. you know yeah. and I think something you said there about guilt is really important as well like don't feel guilty for having doubts like mm. these guys in the bible that are having doubts and like Jesus was literally right in front of them like flesh and blood yeah. in front of them. Yeah, he frequently said to them, you have little faith. Yeah. You know, when Jesus came up to Peter walking on water and then that whole, like, the thing happened yeah. and, and Jesus said, you know, why did you doubt? And when when um, Jesus, uh, Peter started to sink. sink. But and it's like, he was walking on water. Mm. Like, you, you think when you hear these stories, like, well, if I was walking on water, I certainly wouldn't doubt. Yeah. Because I'd be like, I'm walking on water. But actually, like, these guys doubted. Um, so it's, you know, we are going to doubt yeah. and like, don't beat yourself up about that. Don't like say, think your relationship with God is any less. It isn't like, it's it, okay. Most time for me, 
if I've had a, a time of real doubt, it tends to be it tends to be the time where I have real growth mm. because it's the time I have to make that choice to draw close to God and be like, mm. God, I I'm, I don't know where you are in this, or God, I don't even know if I believe believe in what I'm reading or what mm. I'm you know where where is it in this? That for me is when growth happens. It's, it's nearly always when I've had doubt. Yeah. It's like because it brings me in close. I think something else we can learn from this as well is about the importance of putting ourselves in environments to like support us. Um, you know, in, in the, the first time the disciples are together in, in a locked room, it says for fear of the Jewish leaders, they'd, they'd gathered in a room and they'd locked the doors as like a place of safety, yeah. but also kind of a place in which, like, you know, Jesus who had just died, like they could kind of feel as close to him as possible, I guess, although knowing that he, thinking he died, um, well he had died, but you know, <laughs> we're not going to get into the resurrection right now, mm-hmm. but... Um, but they were together in that, and then this, the, you know, when Jesus appeared and they had that together, which J- J- Thomas wasn't. But actually, the time when Thomas then saw Jesus was when he was with them. So it's like, sometimes it's about finding an environment around us, which, and this isn't to say, um, if I put myself in this situation, everything will be fine. It's about knowing perhaps people around you, knowing um, like places, knowing certain attitudes around you to help you. Um, and like, like I say, it's not like a totally assured thing, but generally if you're placing yourself in a church rather than not in a church, then you're placing yourself in a position that you're better, you're, you're better supported mm. to have those doubts and question things, mm. but have people around you to kind of support you. And sometimes like other people's beliefs and stories, like it can, can really, really build you up and can become part of your own belief mm. and story without directly necessarily impacting on you. Mm. Yeah, because the natural thing often I think with, when you have doubts is to is to hide it mm-hmm. and and therefore when you hide it you then feel uncomfortable being in church and then you want to walk away and people leave church mm-hmm. or you know don't want to be with their Christian friends and stuff and then it's then you're on your own yeah and you're nev- we're never told to be on our own without faith we're always told to be with others we're always told to be part of the church be part of a community be part of Christians around us the most the time you most need that is when you have doubts yeah. and questions and it's to be honest and to voice it and to ask it and to say it mm. and actually if you're someone that's listening to this thinking well I don't really struggle with doubt very much like that's not something I've, I really I really feel then your role in this is to create a space where it's okay for people to bring mm. their doubts the, like create an environment in your church or your friends or, or whatever family whatever it may be that if someone someone can be vulnerable and say oh, I've read this bit in the Bible and I'm going to be honest I just, I just don't see how that can yeah. happen like, make it okay to have those conversations the, the worst thing to say to somebody when they're having doubts like, you just have to believe mm. or you just need a bit more when someone prays and nothing happens you just need a bit more faith mm-hmm. it's the worst thing to say because yeah. actually that, you know, that, isn't, that isn't always the case mm-hmm. yeah. so God, really- the biggest thing in all of this though is God is faithful to us and God we can doubt God, but he can still use us. Mm-hmm. Every time in the Bible, somebody doubts him, he doesn't walk away and say, sorry, you doubted me, goodbye, end of, end of the line. Mm-hmm. Nah, he sticks around. We can doubt him, we can turn our back on him, but he never doubts us, and he never turns his back on us. Yeah. You know, See it over and over again. Abraham and Sarah, God says he's going to give him a baby. Sarah's like, nah, it ain't gonna happen. They ain't go around their own way of getting babies and stuff. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, Jesus doesn't let their, God doesn't let their 
their doubts, Sarah's doubts, be what defines her. She's still going and has a baby that is promised to them. Mm. You know, every, every, all the way along, Jesus is faithful, and Jesus is bigger than our doubts, so we can have doubts, we can have questions. We have to choose how we respond to that. Yeah. Um, but Jesus, Jesus is always going to be there. Yeah. I guess that's the one message to take away from that, from mm. from this today. I hope is, like you say, you might have doubts in God, but God doesn't have doubts in you. Yeah. And and he'll be there, and you just need to bring it to God. Like, mm-hmm. just say, you know, and you might not get an answer straight away or how we expect it. Mm-hmm. We often don't because that's how God doesn't work in the way that we think he should. Yeah. Yeah. Should we? So, as a Christian, up? yes, you can have doubts. Yeah. That is the, the punchline. Yeah. So, God can't use you because you've got doubts? Well, we disagree with you there. We do. God will use you regardless of your doubts. Yeah. And sometimes those doubts will make you stronger. So then, should we prayer? Go on then. Dear God, we just thank you um, that you don't doubt us, that you love us and that you are faithful. Mm. Um, and we pray um, today that we could all just be a little bit more honest and a little bit more vulnerable about the doubts that we have, to bring them to you. Um, and that just as you did with Thomas, you would affirm us um, through your kind of gentle, glorious ways. Mm. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Valley Project. Um, Whatever you're doing today, we hope you have a beautiful day.